This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. After 20 plus years in advertising and media sales, Jeff Pugel realized small business owners have been misled on what they need to know about growing their business. Jeff's mission is to accelerate profits and guarantee quantifiable return on investment from his hybrid marketing coaching cult coaching and consulting services. Unlike 99% of the coaches and consultants out there, he's only too happy to guarantee an outcome of positive results as long as his clients put in the work that is mutually agreed upon. Jeff, I butchered your introduction, but welcome to the show just the same. Great to be here, man. And if people only knew what it took us to start this show, (laughs) oh my goodness, you you talk about technological issues, but Jeff solved it and here we are. I am so excited you're having on the show because we're recording this on March 28th. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, when I came out, it is March 29th. I turn these around the very next day. I just spent three days virtually with Grant Cardone at the 2022 10X Growth Con. And it's kind of like when you go to one of those things, it's like drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. So I'm all fired up and wired up. And I know you're just going to be an extension <laughs> of what I just learned the last three days because it was incredible. Because a lot of people, let's be honest, Jeff, there's so much information on the Internet. There's mm-hmm. so many books. There's so many coaches. There's so many conferences. And they all have these big claims. But very few people use the G word that I read in your introduction, guarantee. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think a lot of people know what they're doing. They just hang their coaching shingle or their course shingle out, and they really don't have the results. So talk about why you're so confident that you can provide results. At the end of the day, marketing is formulaic. If you under, It's like math. Two plus two equals four. No ifs, ands, or doubts about that. Marketing is the same way if you apply it the right way. The problem here, though, is, and you kind of alluded to it a second ago, is 99% of the people out there shilling marketing advice don't know what they're talking about. Hmm. And because they don't know what they're talking about, they don't know the formulas behind to make an effective marketing message. That's, that's it's as simple as that. I appreciate you saying that because I posted something this past Sunday on LinkedIn mm-hmm. that I said algorithms – I don't need no stinking algorithms because the point is people are spending so much time chasing the algorithm instead of creating content that's going to serve people. Do you think I'm spot on or you think I'm off base on that? Yeah. Uh, It's funny. uh, Actually, my last corporate job was at a digital marketing agency and we always kept talking about algorithms. While they're good, they have one critical flaw. No one bothers to talk about. (laughs) They're programmed by humans. And humans are known for our faults. <laughs> so, so algorithms are the classic garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. So, and unfortunately, people don't realize that. It's just like AI now. It's, it's all, at the end of the day, it's a human programming. It's whatever biases, preconceived notions, prejudices we're bringing to the table. Somehow they all get baked into that. Mm. So these algorithms are not these end-all, be-all. And I'm sure we've all seen content out there that – the algorithm, for whatever reason, picked it up and spread it on the entire platform. And you go read it and you're like, this is poop emoji content. How, how in the world did it get yeah. promoted? They did something. Mm-hmm. They they figured out the hack, the algorithm. The algorithm got excited and pushed it out. Yeah. And people are going, this content is horrible. Yeah. It's because, yeah, you're, it's picking up on a keyword. <laughs> There's no context around that keyword. 
That's just that that whole thing blows my mind. And I, every once in a while, someone will reach out to me on LinkedIn or some other platform. Mm-hmm. Like you're not doing what the algorithm wants. I'm like, I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to grow my brand. I don't have yeah. time to chase down the algorithm, which brings us to the topic of the show today. Cause what I always ask my guests what you want to talk about. And if you don't know about my show listener, I don't have scripted questions. So Jeff and I are just going to rip here. And he said he wanted to talk about how to identify and describe the biggest factors behind your struggling business. Let's be honest, Jeff, the numbers don't look really good. When you start a business, like I started mine in July, 2005, I literally thought, Hey, I'm in business. I'm going to make a trillion dollars. That did not happen. Just because you have a business doesn't mean people are going to say, Oh my gosh, Mark's got a business. Jeff's got a business. I wish that were true, but sadly it is not right. That's right. That's right. And, and here's the other problem. Reason that partially where that goes is think about we're all back in college or, you know, wherever you, you came from private previous to this. They teach you how to be a doctor. They teach you how to be a lawyer. They teach you how to be a computer software engineer. But none of them anywhere along the way teaches you how to actually how to run a business. Mm-hmm. And that's a very different skill set. <laughs> it, it's a good point. And I remember when I first started, I was focused on the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, breaking news to you, listener, the money doesn't come first. Okay. <laughs> a lot of hard work, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of, I don't know what I'm doing happens first. And, but, and that's why a lot of people quit. I mean, the numbers are really horrific when you look at how many people fail, mm-hmm. but the people, the number one reason people succeed is they don't give up. Yep. They, Oh, I made a mistake there. Oh, let me learn how to overcome that. Let me learn this skill. And it's kind of like, when you climb Mount climb Everest, I had a guest on my show who actually summited Mount Everest. It's You go to different base camps. You start at the ground. You go to different mm-hmm. base camps. That's how you build a business, right? You, mm-hmm. Step by step. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a picture I have in my onboarding presentation I take all my new clients through. It's this picture of this guy in a mine, diving from, uh, with a pickaxe, mm-hmm. digging the tunnel. And behind the, you know, the end of it is this vault full of diamonds. And there's two pictures. You know, one is the guy, you know, and you see how close both of them are. It's literally a couple more swings of the pickaxe and they'll get to the diamonds. One, the pick, the top picture shows the guy giving up because mm. he just doesn't know, you know, I, I, I've dug this far. Not, nothing, nothing. How much more do I have to go? I'm done. Whereas the below picture shows the guy taking one more swing of that pickaxe and guess what's going to break through all of a sudden. It's like that story from Napoleon Hills, thinking grow rich three feet from gold. That's mm-hmm. what keeps me going every day. Yeah. Because I am not on the level Grant Cardone or Gary Vaynerchuk or Tony Robbins, but I'm with that pickaxe and I'm swinging every day because one day I'm going to break through that last little, little sliver of rock and get my diamonds. And I encourage people to come to me and like, oh man, how do you keep on going? I said, look at, you got to keep on going Mm -hmm. because the world, I love how Marie Forleo says, you have a gift that the world is waiting to hear. And if you are giving up, if you're not even trying, you're robbing the world of that gift. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show because you used the word again. I'm going to say guarantee. Yeah. How do you, how can you say that? Because that's, that's a pretty bold word, Jeff. It is bold. And have you noticed how most people don't guarantee the results? Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would flip it back. Like, okay. So you're not guaranteeing results. What, what do you have to hide? But again, the reason I have no problem 
put in that guarantee is because I, I, you know, I've been in marketing for 25 years. I, you mentioned Mount Everest. I've been at the peak of the peaks on Madison Avenue with Super Bowl halftime show advertisers and the wow. like. Yeah. So I've, I've seen the, t- I've been at the tip of top of the mountain looking down. So I know what it takes. And like I said, it comes back to effective marketing is formulaic. You get the proper pieces in place. It becomes a paint by number approach. And I know from, from 25 years of doing this, if you do certain things in the right order, in the right sequence, with the right, you know, this, with the right amount of that, it works. It will it work the first time out. No, not, not necessarily. We're dealing with humans at the end of the day. But even the best advertiser will do a little bit of, you know, A, B testing, test this, test that. But you get enough of those little tweaks, then you hit the pay dirt along the way. And that's where the guarantee comes in. Because I know if you, if you don't try to shortcut things, find the hacks, find the silver unicorns, you know, do it the right way. It will work. That I mean, it just it's it's simple as that, and that's why I'm I have no problem guaranteeing it works. And you said before, you know, if you do what you're supposed to do, that's the key thing there. From that's why I see a lot of you know business owners give up is because they try to shortcut the process, yeah. they try to do a hack, and then they say it doesn't work because they never and, gave it a chance. And I think that's what the value of a good coach is because you can see they've already gotten to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Why, why say to yourself, nah, I'm going to figure it out myself because you can shorten the learning curve so much by going with someone who knows what they're doing and, and is where they are, where you want to be. Mm-hmm. The problem is everyone says they can take you to the promised land. So you've got to take the time to vet yourself right now. I mentioned I'm following Grant Cardone. 2022 is the year of Grant Cardone because I, <laughs> Before this year, I was going to everyone's webinar, buying everyone's course, and of course, everyone tells you something different. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try something different. I've never done this in my life. I'm going to focus on one person. And it's amazing because everything he teaches is synergistic, okay? he's all It all works together. And I encourage the listener to find that person, whatever your need is. Go, don't get the first person. Don't go through just because you saw an Instagram ad or a Google ad. Go find someone. Start with someone that you know is getting great success. Ask them, hey, who who are you working with? Vet them and then go all in on that coach. Mm -hmm. Listen to what the coach says because you did say something very interesting is what I say in mine. I said, look, I can't guarantee specific results because if you're not willing to do the work, I can't make you do the work. I can't. Mm -hmm. I can bring you to the pond, but I can't make you drink. Okay. So, but you got to find the person knows what they're talking about. And I think a lot of people are saying, well, if I just hire Jeff, I'm going to be a trillionaire next year. He's not saying that. Yeah. You are going to have to do the work. So let's talk about what are some of the mistakes you see when a business owners, you know, there's, they're struggling, they come to you. Mm-hmm. What are some of the biggest things that they come to you for? And, or maybe they come to you for A and you're like, oh, A's not your problem. B's your problem. How would you like to get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free? Well, you can. All you have to do is go to top5productivitytips.com. That's the number five, top5productivitytips.com to get my, well, top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. That's often a lot of what it is. As I like to say, the conversation I come in ends up being a leveling up situation. They're trying to level up somewhere in their business. And I always say the first step is to figure out, okay, where are we getting stuck? And that where you're getting stuck may not be where you think you're getting stuck at. 
you know, it's, it's kind of like the, you know, it's the old, it, <laughs> this is funny because just this, this morning at the gym over the weekend, my, my right bicep got sore all of a sudden. I was thinking oh, it had to be from the gym last week or something like that. So I go to the gym this morning to talk to my coach about it. He goes, Oh, no, no. Up here, uh, uh, we're up here on your deltoid area. If that area gets pinched, you feel it in your bicep. Oh, wow. I was like, well, that explains because I slept weirdly on it somehow on Saturday night. <laughs> but that makes sense. Well, but look at that, though. Cause and effect. Yeah. Actually, my bicep, has, my bicep is, just, is just showing the symptom of it. It's not the cause of it. So that comes back to a lot of times with the business owners. Okay. They're not, to where, they're not where they want to be at. Okay. So we got to backtrack and understand why they're getting stuck. And a lot of times, you know, it's the real reason you're getting stuck is not the reason why you're getting stuck. And that's half the, that's step one is to figure out why you're getting stuck in the first place. So you can finally, you know, so you can finally figure out the root cause of what it is. And sometimes that it's to get to the root cause, it's six, seven, eight layers deep down below. You know, it's like the proverbial head trash. Hmm. You got to get that cleared out first. Before you can start doing any real work, is it fair to say that people like me right now? I'm still a solopreneur or entrepreneurs who have a small team. They're so busy in the business they can't see the forest for the trees, and so they they're blind to their own failings. I guess you could say. Yeah, it's. it's I think the way you, another way to say it is, it's like the classic: Are you working in the business or on the business? Hmm. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't see the forest for the trees, which is. Again, I think everyone's because you come most, I think most people come into business because you're great at doing what you're doing. You know, you're the, it's, you're the great butcher, baker, candlestick maker. You're not a great mm-hmm. marketer. You're not a great business person. And because of that, you know, you stay with what you know, but it can actually cause you more, more harm than good as a, as a result. I want you to tell us a story because I know stories resonate with people on the podcast because they can really enter in the world. So without revealing any details, obviously, I don't want you to reveal any details of a client, especially if they listen to the episode, but share a story because I really want the listener to really feel what you're saying. So share a story. I don't care what you share the story of about the business, but I I really want to, I really want to feel this and I want the listener to feel as well. Was working with one client last year. They, again, they were great. They opened their business because they saw a need in the marketplace and they spun off from their corporate job. And opened up their own company. Technically, they're technically they were technically adept at what they were doing, and there was definitely the, the market demand. When I finally entered, you know, when our paths finally crossed. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the thing, though. When I was starting to talk with them, their the, how they're billing themselves out was completely backwards. They were undervaluing themselves. Mm. They were. Initially, they came from the world where, you know, their, their firm was being, everyone be billed at an hourly rate. And he figured out, okay, my corporately, my corporate rate was $200 an hour. I'm on my own. I can charge 150 bucks an hour and be out of the game and be in a good spot. And I came in and looking at where, well, well, wait a minute, your goals. Then I asked him, well, where do you want to take the business next year? And he said, I want to take it there, did some back and math. Like that's, you're going to have to work like 3 million hours to get there. <laughs> You're not going to get there at 150 bucks an hour. <laughs> wow! It is like, oh yeah, I didn't really. I never, I never actually did the uh, the cocktail napkin math here. <laughs> so hence we're we're digging deeper now. Ended up finding out was he had, he had had no idea of the concept of selling value. 
to his clients. He was selling an hourly result because that's he looked into his his old business employer, and that's how mm-hmm. they did it. Everyone has an hourly rate. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, there's your there's your invoice, Mister Client. Thinking, okay, that's how I got to build my business. And I see a lot of new business owners try to do the same thing. And when the breakthrough happened, when we, I got to see him, his value, he started to deliver to his clients. So I asked him one day, okay, so you're doing this for this client. What does, how does it impact their bottom line? Well, it saves them about probably about $100,000 a year. And you're charging, and it was, and it was like, okay, you said, you just, so you said your solution saves them $100,000 a year in labor costs. Yep, that's right. And you're charging them 150 bucks an hour to fix it? I'm not good at math. Even I know that doesn't <laughs> add up. Yes, yes. So let's so fast forward. It's like, here, next proposal comes out. Charge a retainer. Mm-hmm. He was all a little bit nervous about it, but charge a retainer, $5,000. Let's do $5,000 a month retainer because you factor in blah, blah, boom. What he needs? Okay, done. Signed, sealed, delivered. No problems at five. Okay, we said, okay, let's do it to 55. We did 55. No resistance. Fast forward. Ended ended 2021, $8,000 a month retainers were the standard Wow! now. And it essentially taking that approach of properly valuing his impacts in business. Because remember, he was saying now, hey, t- hey, Mr. Business Owner, you're going to pay me $8,000 a month. But in return, I'm going to save you 4X that. Mm. That's a value equation he had never would have figured out. Along the way, without the right, you know, being poked and prodded along the same ways. And you say, I mean, that's been a game changer, you know, for, for him. And I think that's something, that, you know, a lot of new business owners don't think through, you know, the, the actual value that they're, mm-hmm. that they're delivering and, and price it accordingly. I love how you talked about resistance because when I first started, I was doing webinars about, I think back in 2017, and I was doing three one hour sessions a month for $300. <laughs> and I have a lot, a lot of people took advantage of it and they never did the work. Sometimes they didn't show up with the calls. And then I ran into someone or read something or whatever. And they go, listen, people evaluate you on your cost. Mm-hmm. So if you're cheap, they're not going to take it seriously. They have no skin in the game. When I started raising my prices, I got less clients, but more qualified clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have had those clients where it's like nails in a chalkboard. They don't do the work. They show up and all they want to do, they think of a therapist. Okay. Once I started raising my price, I got rid of those people. I mean, they're, they're great human beings, but they're not a good match for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't reached the resistance yet. That's the thing I, t- I want to talk about. I'm still pushing. I'm like, wow, they're still paying. And it's, it's really, it can be really intimidating, especially with a solopreneur to keep pushing an envelope, even though there's no one resisting it. You're like, wow, what if they, well, if they resist and you stop. Yeah. It, just like you said, you just stop, but you won't know until you keep pushing that resistance well, and see how much people are going to pay. But I hope you can understand because you're a coach in this, that it's really scary to push that resistance. Mm-hmm. It is. And that's, you know, you bring up a great point there. And here's the thing I would, as a coach, I would also advise as you're pushing up the envelope. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, we're, here, here's the thing. You don't do that without having a net below you. And that's where I see a lot of, <laughs> that's where I think the nervousness comes is you're, no, we're, we're doing it with a safety net below it. And that safety net is called a downsell. Ah. That's an, you know, it's like the classic, okay, Mr. Klein, this is going to be $8,000 a month for my signature program here. And the client goes, oh my God, that's, I, I, I don't have 8K a month. 
part of me would say we didn't qualify him correctly at that point. So let's back up and look at that issue too. But right. in, in the moment, okay, you can't do it quite. But hey, let me tell you this. Okay, I hear that. But you know, I have a group program that I'm currently enrolling in. I think that if, if AK is a little too rich for you, that's fine. You know, there's a group program. Let's say it's at 4K a month. It'll be you and three others. Same content, just in a, in a group setting. How does that sound? Oh, yeah, I can do 4K a month. So you still got the client. You've downselled him. And now the good news is once he's on board, you can then possibly re-upsell him down the road. Now, listener, if if you miss what he just said, if you miss what Jeff just said, that was gold. What he said in two minutes is pure gold, fire. Now, hopefully you heard it. If not, rewind and listen to it because he just gave you gold because that's something when I got into the business and I'm very transparent in the show. I didn't have this. I had one product. Now I do have a, I don't have a really high level product. Now after the 10 X growth con, I'm going to have a really high, uh, high product because somebody's going to buy that high product, mm-hmm. but I got other products below. I mean, if I think I got like four products below it and everybody comes in at free, most people come in at free, then they try and they work up. But some people will say, listen, I want the granddaddy package and you got to have one. You can't sell the granddaddy if you don't have one. And that's one thing I'm working on now. I always knew Jeff, I should have one, mm-hmm. but it's kind of scared me. That's a lot of money. But what if someone goes like, like I have a, a membership program. It's $49 a month. It's, it's a group coaching, mm-hmm. live calls and stuff like that. But what if some guy comes in and goes, you know what? I, I, I that $49, I don't want that. I want the big kahuna. Yeah. Oh, I don't offer that. Well, why not? So mm-hmm. this week on my things to do list is to create a big kahuna, even if no one buys it. Yeah. At least I have one. And I think every solopreneur, every entrepreneur, every coach should have a big kahuna package mm-hmm. because someday somebody's going to buy that. Yeah. I was like, how long did it take you to kind of realize that you didn't have the proper pricing tiers? I mean, what was that moment that you kind of, the light bulb finally went on for you? When I got some really good coaching that said, why are you charging $300 a month? Because I'm trying to get out of the hours for dollar thing. And mm-hmm. that's what coaching is. Yeah. That's why I'm more, like, I have a couple courses. I like the membership because I go live once a month and then you have the membership and go in there anytime you want, watch the training. But I do like doing one-on-one, but I had some one-on-one coaches, uh, one-on-one coaching clients. I didn't vet to use the, the analogy you talked about with the other client and I didn't vet them. And they paid me the money. They had the money, mm-hmm. but they never did the work. And it was like they were. <laughs> energy sucking vampires <laughs> when I would them, you know, and in the beginning I was like, Oh, the money's nice. The money's nice. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got to talk to John Doe again. And I, I, I regretted that call because it wasn't about the money. If, if and I'm sure you're the same way. If a client doesn't want to do the work, you got plenty of other clients who want, mm-hmm. who want to hire you. You don't want to deal your time with people who don't want to do the work, who aren't excited, who won't show up on time, who don't care because there are plenty of people, both you and I can serve. Yeah. And that's, and that's a great point because here's the other thing now. The pricing becomes like a little bit of a, like a velvet rope. Mm-hmm. It's funny that it's, if you've noticed too, those who can afford never really ask what the price is. Yes. That's really important. They never ask the prices. When you are struggling, I'm not saying you're poor because broke and poor are two different things. Poor is a mindset. Broke is a temporary condition. You look at price. But you want people to say, hey, what I want is A, B, C, and D. And you go, that's 20 grand. Okay, here's the check. Mm-hmm. That's Those are the clients you want because you know what? They're paying so much money. They're going to show up. Yeah. 
They're going to do the work. And I've had a couple of those clients in the past. And you know what happens? They schedule a 45-minute coaching session because that's what my coaching sessions are. Mm -hmm. They come in five minutes in. They got the value. They go, I'm done. I'm like, the first time it happened, I'm like, no, we have 40 minutes. No, dude, <laughs> I got my value because they're not in it for the 45 minutes. Yeah. They're in it for the value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, I think that's a great point is it's it's about coming in and getting results. Some some sessions take five minutes to figure out. Others, you're, it's a bigger issue where you may need to go, you may have 45 minutes, but you know what? I've been known sometimes it's a bigger issue. Let's, I have nothing behind here. My calendar's open for the rest of the day. Let's just keep going. If you got time, yeah. let's, we're in the room together. Let's hash 100%. it out. 100%. Well, I, I keep going back to what you said about the, the, you know, the book, Yohuna and the downsell and the group and the, you know, that, that's fire. But is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about in the show that you feel that you want to share with the listeners before we wrap up today? The, the one big thing I would share in all my years of experience, and this may come off a little bit of, of hearsay now, is don't pay attention to what the big brands are doing out there. As a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, you're playing a completely different game. And with that, anything you're doing to grow your business and marketing your business has to be, a, has to be bottom line driven at that moment in time. So many people... I've seen, and this is where a lot of small businesses get in, get in a lot of trouble, I found. I need to get my brand figured out first. No, that's what, that's what big brands do that have billions of dollars to spend on marketing and advertising. Small brands like us that are scraping, you know, scrappy out there, you got to go, you got to figure a way to almost approach it as a, anything you do in marketing has to almost be a direct response, direct marketing type of effort. Mm -hmm. because you have to weaponize your marketing to get cash in the door. And you don't have the luxury of a long runway like a big brand does to put brand yourself out there. Now, people are looking, you know, people are looking for solutions to problems that they have that they don't want. So how, how can you come up there and say, I've got the Band-Aid for that big bleeding wound on your neck? Call, you know, here it is. Let's do it. That's the one thing I would say, you know, is... Focus that in any for small business. Focus that on your marketing. Just like we said before, you have your big, 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 big package, but then you also have a downsell to capture it. It's about immediate action. Can't th can't think the long game. That that's for big brands that play with big budgets. We us small businesses, you know, we we need to be in the trenches every day, hmm. trying to help people every day, and that creates a very much of an action oriented mindset in everything we do. Well, I know people are going to want to know more about you what you're doing so how can they do that easiest way is you can f f check me check me out on my website over at ignition.llc and also I do hang out on linkedin from time to time so um you can find me find me over there on linkedin uh, uh linkedin.com slash you know jeff pugel all right Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show today you gave us a lot to think about and listener please take action don't don't just go wow jeff was great take action because otherwise why was he here he's here to help you take action so jeff thank you so much for being on the show today sir it was great mark thanks again and before we go i just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the mark stucheski podcast i know that there is an endless stream of options for you in this day and age 
but you took the time to listen to the episode, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Don't forget to head on over to top5productivitytips.com and get my gift to you, my top five productivity tips. Remember, it's the number five in top5productivitytips.com. They will serve you well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll see you again real soon.